you're listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm here today with the good old classic, Father Mike. Why, did, why am I good old? I mean, is that some reference? Is that some shot at my First age? of all, it's good old, no D. I know, but it, that's old <laughs> English, I think, for old. <laughs> so now you're giving me totally, Shakespearean old. Totally different connotation. Good old is like, oh, the best ever. You could call Thank me you. good old Queenie. I wouldn't mind. You wouldn't? That's because you're young. Yeah, that's true. That's right. <laughs> I, however, have lapsed. Ugh. I've lapsed into middle age. Well, when you say hip and groovy all the time. Come on, baby. Those are, <laughs> it's just, you're speaking my language. Well, we're here today to um, talk about. Yes, we are here to talk. We to talk yes, about. To talk about. <laughs> Good that we clarified that. Yes, I want, I I'd like us to dive into retreats. Retreats. Yes. Awesome. Um, yes. You know, it's something that we we have several of them throughout yes, the do. academic year here. Um, and, you know, we advertise them and, you know, students, there are students who love them. But I think for um, a lot of our listeners, it's not really clear why sometimes we need retreats. Or like, even what a retreat is. You know what oh I my found? Gosh, what even a retreat interestingly, is? is that in a lot of sectors now, yeah. they've co-opted the mm. word retreat mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have the spiritual connotation that we understand in mm-hmm. retreat. So sometimes people call retreats, you know, what they do with their um, with their coworkers or something like that that might have absolutely no um, no spiritual dimension to it at all. So sometimes when we when we say retreat, we actually have to define what it is. You know, mm, so could you do that for us? I was going to say. So what's your <laughs> definition, Emma? How would well, you define a retreat? Let me ask you this: What was the sure. first retreat you ever remember going on? It was a it was confirmation retreat in and, eighth grade. And your memory of that is positive, negative, spiritually enriching boring scary wonderful it was actually it wasn't negative and I would say it probably was pretty positive I don't really remember that many details from it other than um you know that was the first time I experienced like getting letters from my parents and aunts and uncles all uh you know about how they were praying for me this weekend and that confirmation would be an awesome time of dedicating myself to to Jesus whatever um to Jesus not, whatever not yeah just inside. just whatever you know what I mean right? yeah. I'm trying to put confirmation in a nutshell with that's okay non-churchy language <laughs> um yeah I would definitely say it had a it had a positive impact on me it didn't turn me off from future retreats um but I also like I went with one of my good friends at the time and even as like a freshman in college, I did not want to go on any retreats unless I knew I had a good friend who was also going. Yeah, that's probably a definer for many people. Yeah. You know, who's going to be there? Yeah. And I mean, mo- I think I think most people, at least the young people we work with, I think they'll go anywhere. It's not so much the location. <laughs> it's who they're going with, mm-hmm. you know, and that mm-hmm. really might, makes the mark. But I remember my, I think my first retreat experience also was... Um, although mine was seventh grade uh, for confirmation and it was not a positive. (laughs) No, I mean, it was just, it was a day long thing and. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Everybody's looking at their watch. You know, it was one of those, okay, let's get it over with. Seventh graders wore watches. 
Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Ready to get I'm, out of there. Uh, exactly. I don't know yeah. if I was looking at my watch, but I sure was. <laughs> Time stood still yeah. is the only remembrance I have of it. Well, so, I do remember I do remember the location, um, but that's about it. So what was the first positive retreat you went on? When I went to high school. My freshman retreat oh. as, a, as a student at Curley. Was, was it mandatory? Yes. Oh. Was it the whole weekend? Yes. And it was as uh, it was at the school and we would mm. uh, we, every homeroom did a, uh, a weekend. So oh. if you were like, I was in homeroom 306. So every homeroom had a different weekend yes. that they did the retreat. Yes. So and keep it like small. And there's like 32, 33 guys. Wow. Yeah, and so they, um, the poor friars, God bless them. <laughs> it was like the first eight weekends of the school year. They were running retreats. They and, <gasps> and upperclassmen were running running these retreats. Wow. Can you imagine? It no, that's, that sounds utterly exhausting. It is. Oh, my. Uh, you know, they don't do it that way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much. But, uh, but yeah, my, my high school retreats were great. Mm. And then in, in the seminary, really, really good retreat experiences. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't say that I've had, other than that first one, I don't think I've had a, a, bad. a bad one. I mean, mm. I've probably been on some retreats where I thought the speaker maybe wasn't all that I was looking for. But I, I got to a point, you know, after a number of years in the seminary where, hey, come on, this is my life. So yeah. I'm, I, I have the time or I'm taking the time. Yeah. I have the responsibility to make the time something. Yeah. But I don't think most people that go on retreat I don't think that's the dynamic. I think they're mm. looking for what they're going to get. And yeah. So you better deliver. Yeah. And do you still go on retreats now? I do. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. Whether it be, you know, a week long retreat every year or, you know, try and take a couple of days away, you know, just to, mm-hmm. or even a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, well, I haven't taken one besides <coughs> our <coughs> staff retreats. That's true. We do. We do do our staff we do do we do do them how about we just do them yeah yeah that's probably that's probably more accurate yes grammatically we do (laughs) um but yeah I think that's the last retreat I took other than um like the pilgrimage to Roman Assisi it's not quite a retreat but it had retreat elements oh sure it it was I mean that's always a Mm retreat-esque experience for Mm -hmm. me I I going to those holy places just it's for me, I, I I'm going to do it right now. Right, I know, <laughs> I know, and we have one I in the works up. coming right. up. That's right. Um, but yeah, so okay, why are retreats necessary for us though? Like in the life of a an active adult, I mean, not even adult, an active Christian, why do we need retreats? Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know in different forms. It doesn't have to be whole weekend long, but right, right. Um, I do think intensive experiences mm. is what retreats offer. Mm. That if you look at any um, other dynamic in your life, mm-hmm. if you're a musician, if you're an athlete, mm-hmm. if you're a, I don't know, I mean, I could probably come up with lots of other uh, experiences, but, you know, athletes often, like a football team, you know, they have camp. Mm-hmm. You know, and what is camp aimed at doing? It's aimed at taking uh, an intensive period of time before the season starts to do some work that during the season you're just it's going to be assumed that, you know, and that you're 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 spiritually fit, mm. you know. And, and and so during camp, they're able to prepare you so that in the season 
they won't have to go over so many of these other things. Mm -hmm. uh, I can, you know, there's certainly musically, you know, if, if you take that time away for intensive training, yeah. it so prepares you for, you know, for other, mm -hmm. you know, for the rest of that time. And so that's the concept. And it, it dates back, you know, you know, the, there's, you know, a long history. Mm. We could say it starts with Jesus, but it doesn't even begin with Jesus. It's even before him. I mean, you can go back to periods of time where uh, of extended prayer, mm. you know, Moses went up onto yeah. the mountain for extended periods of prayer, mm -hmm. you know, and so those were the maybe the first retreats of the Judeo-Christian mm -hmm. tradition, you know, where mm -hmm. I, I, you know, normally I don't have this kind of time, but I really feel the need to to intensely experience mm -hmm. my relationship with the Lord. And I'm going to carve out that time. Mm -hmm. When you when you talk about intensely experience, do you feel like retreats? You always have to feel something on a I, retreat. I think that that's a huge. I don't know what I'd call it, but, you know, I think it's a for some people, it's a prerequisite, mm. you know, that uh, I better walk away with some sort of Mount Tabor experience, you know, where <laughs> I come back down from the, the mountain and I've mm. seen Jesus transfigured and mm -hmm. my life will never be the same again. I'll never forget my sister, Judy. Uh, I think it was like her sophomore year in high school. She came home from a retreat that she went on with at the Catholic high school where she was. And she was just, she was blown away. Mm. It was so great. She still talks about it to this day, but you know, I think every other experience after that was measured in relationship to that. Mm -hmm. So once you sort of hit that, you know, that mountaintop experience, every other, you know, retreat is, you know, doesn't really compare, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I think looking for those is part of the human condition. Mm -hmm. You know, we want, um, we want that feeling mm -hmm. of, of beauty and intensity that's powerful and real and warms our hearts that we know God's presence in our, and we felt it. Mm -hmm. That said, I don't think that that's ever a given just because you're going on retreat. Yeah. And so. And it can still be fruitful even oh yeah. when you don't feel those warm fuzzies. Correct. Correct. Mm. I mean, I, I think knowing that we're we've carved out time for the lord out of the gate that should that should i don't want to say warm our hearts mm -hmm. you know that sounds a little corny but i mean that should say something to us yeah that i am blessed because i'm taking this time mm -hmm. and lord i'm taking it for my relationship with you and i know i know that my desire to do this is pleasing to you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that and I take I take comfort in that I take joy in that I take uh, it feels good yeah you know? yeah encouragement right mm -hmm. I what I have to do too often I have to dial down retreat expectations mm. you know that that sometimes I build up okay on retreat I really want to focus on this oh and I really want to focus on that <laughs> you know like I, and I you want to take care of all the holes in your right, spiritual right, right. life yeah, in I one get, weekend like, I get a laundry list and mm -hmm. that's silly yeah yeah well okay so then what do you think are some healthy ways to prepare for a retreat what are the good steps you need to do 
including dialing back some of those unrealistic expectations. Right, right. I, I think the hardest preparatory component of being on retreat or going on a retreat is deciding to go on a retreat. Mm. Don't you think? Everyone says, oh, yeah, I could use a retreat, yeah. but oh, I, I don't have time. I don't have time. And oh, by the way, I, I don't, don't have time. time. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's the hardest prep challenge, I mm-hmm. think. Just committing. Just committing. Mm-hmm. And and the other is, I mean, we, we've talked about this a lot in our staff that, you know, retreats are for the if there be such a thing as the average Christian mm-hmm. retreats are a high bar. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like I you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not at a spiritual level where I don't even know what I do on a retreat. Yeah. You know, like I don't think I could spend that kind of quiet time. And, you know, and then you, you start envisioning if you're going with a group, you know, everybody's <laughs> sitting in the lotus position and, you know, they're, they're chanting Gregorian chant and. <laughs> in ecstasy and then you're you're sitting over on the side saying i I don't know what's going on here you know like you feel like the odd person out and so how could i possibly go on a retreat Mm -hmm. and and i I think that question are the you know creating the time Mm -hmm. and appreciating um that you wherever you are in your spiritual journey that 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 time can be sacred in ways you can't even imagine yeah Mm-hmm. Those are probably the two biggest preparatory things that you can do mm-hmm. that, I don't know, I, I just, I think those are hard hurdles, mm-hmm. both of them. And so it is a high bar. So, you know, it's the, the answer, though, sometimes here for us, what we try and do is we try and um, lower the bar by lessening the time. You yeah. know, like, so you're not going to go for a whole weekend. You're maybe just going to go for an overnight or you're maybe just going to go for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Like but, the busy people's right, retreats. Right. Like, so that, that can be one way of addressing it. Mm-hmm. The other though, isn't to necessarily so water down mm-hmm. the retreat experience that people coming out of it can't really differentiate between what they just experienced and something that, you know, the Boy Scouts maybe, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it, it had, yeah. it had the, the spiritual content was so thin, yeah. you couldn't even see it, mm-hmm. couldn't even sense it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's the answer either, where we just, we get together and, you know, we have fun together and we play games and, mm-hmm. you know, okay, call it a retreat. Mm-hmm. No, no, the, you know, there's, there's some constitutive elements of a retreat, I think. Mm-hmm. Would, would, would you say, what? Like if you're if you're going on a retreat, what are things that you think you absolutely need? Like there must have on a retreat. What do you? Oh, that a retreat must have. Mm-hmm. If you were going on one, it, <sighs> it would have to have this. Certainly, some like quiet alone time, both for prayer and just for my mental state i like to get away from people sometimes um you're antisocial i'm not antisocial but sometimes i just need my own space to kind of recharge Mm -hmm. um but good content definitely i don't want to feel like well we talked about you said that a little bit but you know at least if there's one good thing and sometimes all that takes is me changing my mindset you know like um, 
sometimes it happens when I go to a different parish and I'm hearing a homily. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is not as good of a speaker as Father Mike and Father Brad. This is useless. But then when I turn my mind, I'm like, Emma, you can pull something good out of this. The Holy Spirit wants to teach you something mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Are you being open to it? And so, um, but I do appreciate good content. And then I think a little bit of downtime to just spend with the people right. is good. I, I mean, I agree with all of those. And it's interesting, though, that um, at least with the friars, there's, there's uh, you know, some of the guys that uh, don't want any content, that they, they want the content to sort of be uh, more organic, mm. that they're able, you know, in some book that they're reading or, you know, some way that they want to sort of self-generate the content, mm-hmm. whereas others really appreciate, a you know, a... a pre-planned yeah or or at least bringing in a speaker Mm -hmm. or speakers Mm -hmm. you know people that are going to give some things for you to reflect upon i i I, you know i can go either way Mm -hmm. you know i've had i've had both but um i agree with you i I mean i think quiet time is essential yeah but i i will admit that early in my uh earlier in my life i found quiet time scary yeah yeah well i think like if you're Sometimes I fall into the trap of wanting to measure myself against other people right. on retreats and in spaces and seeing how they're utilizing your quiet, their quiet time. And maybe, you know, certainly a few years ago, I could not have spent an, like a whole hour in prayer right. on my own. Right. It just would be so hard. Sure. But like, and so being able to have, um, be gentle with myself yep. and yep. know myself and yep. where I am and be confident and like, no, it's already a step for me to spend 20 minutes of like focused, quiet prayer time. And then the rest of the time I can read a spiritual reading book or just lay down and take a nap nap or spend some time in nature. Um, So I think there's like, you need to be confident in yourself and where you are and not compare yourself to. That's so huge. Just Mm -hmm. be yourself and know that Mm -hmm. a retreat for you is not, the same as a retreat for everybody else even if you're doing a you know a group retreat sometimes it's it's hard to create those spaces Mm -hmm. for a group that has vastly different needs Mm -hmm. but i do believe that um you know talking about beforehand you know what's easier for me what's really difficult for me Mm -hmm. and being at peace with that and saying okay that's where I am in my life great Mm -hmm. okay Jesus loves that about me Mm -hmm. he created me this way Mm -hmm. I may not feel this way in 20 years but it's the way I feel right now yeah yeah and of course still trying to stretch yourself a bit but yeah still being confident in where you are and where Jesus has you going sure so what do you feel like um I feel like that, that mentality for while you're on a retreat and things is important, but so many students, you know, we hear after a retreat is really challenging, especially, you know, you come down from an amazing retreat like your sister had, or like many students have on awakening. And how do you maximize that time in the coming weeks after retreats? How do you actually build on what happened that weekend and not just let it all like fall away? Sure. And I, you know, I think there's, a couple of dynamics that are at work there. One is that, um, you know, you come back from a retreat that was a really good experience. Mm. And like a nanosecond after you 
get into your dorm room or, you know, get back on campus or get back home wherever you are. The, the rest of your life slaps you in the face, yeah. you know, like a wet towel, <laughs> you know, and then you're dealing with this issue or that mm. issue. And six minutes after you've touched down, you know, post retreat, yeah. that retreat feels like it was 400 years yeah. ago, you know, so you've got this, this sort of jarring recalibration mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. and then there's secondly you know how how can i you know allow this experience this uh, experience of god's grace that's intense how can i hope that it might have some lasting effect yeah. and so i think that what is key for every retreat or for every person that goes on a retreat is first of all before you get back think through Mm. what are you going to do what's it going to be like when you get back to wherever Mm. and begin to imagine that Mm -hmm. and begin to appreciate what's going to smack you in the face yeah and begin to say lord how can i allow this having had this experience to differentiate my life a bit because of the retreat experience Mm -hmm. so i think that's one the second is do not create um a, a huge list of life-changing decisions <laughs> yeah. from the retreat. Oh, you know, I'm going to spend six hours a day on my knees and, you mm-hmm. know, I, and I'm going to start fasting every day. You know, like, uh, God bless you, but <laughs> th- the, probably what's going to happen is you're not, and then you're going to feel bummed yeah. that you didn't. You're beat yourself up. So the retreat is not, you know, some, you know, foretaste of what you're, supposed to be replicating mm. in the rest of your life mm. it's not that it's yeah. not that at all you know um our, our lives aren't supposed to be one big fat retreat mm-hmm. you know we're, we're busy building the kingdom mm-hmm. we're busy you know we're out there doing stuff you know and and putting food on the table and you know that, that's all important stuff mm-hmm. so i think settling on one or two principles or concepts mm-hmm. that are going to be your takeaways for the the time post retreat while you're still on the retreat that are reasonable mm-hmm. that are accomplishable that you know aren't wacky yeah. you know that are going to be you know something that will take you back to the retreat experience you mm-hmm. know maybe it's a phrase or a scripture passage yeah. or something that's just going to in a moment you stick it on your mirror in your bathroom or something and when you look at it, it takes you back there. Maybe it's a song or something that was really meaningful for you while you were on retreat, mm. you know, that once in a while you want to play it and you want to allow yourself to kind of go back mm. and drink again from that well mm. and be refreshed by it, but not have to constantly yearn for the retreat experience. Yeah. You know, the, the retreat is not the destination, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to come back down That's that right. mountain and live right. yeah. real life. Okay, side quick question. As you were talking about that's not real life, those retreats, I couldn't help but think of, uh, you know, like cloistered nuns and monks who do live. It's probably not fair, but I think they're like living lives of retreat. Would you believe (laughs) that monks actually and cloistered nuns actually go on retreat? They actually have retreats. They may not go anywhere. But they have but retreats they have there retreats. in there. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, they they have daily work that has to get done sure, too. Sure. Of course. You know, and so you they got to make the monk bread to sell. 
that could be. <laughs> but, but, you know, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, certainly contemplatives who have dedicated mm. their lives to a more contemplative than an active life are uh, are building the kingdom in a different way. Yeah. But they're still doing the work yeah. of building the kingdom. Yeah. And so even they need to pull away from that, you know, and have a different experience mm -hmm. that that refreshes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, when I would come back from awakening retreats, um, some t it was really helpful for me to, as you were talking about, coming up with these like s really small doable goals, writing them down on like post-it notes, you know, you made fun of me that oh I'd have too many post-it notes, notes but out it, of control. No, 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 but when it, you have 15 <laughs> post-it notes on your desk, how can any of them stand out? But if you have one post-it note on your computer, let's be honest, you're always on your computer as a student. So you're always going to see that or so, find other ways so to remind yourself, but I'm a post-it note gal. So you, you, but only one of them goes on your computer. No. Go look at my computer right now. I don't want to leave our listeners in the lurch <laughs> by, by leaving the podcast to go look at your computer, but I'll, I'll trust you. But writing down your goals uh -huh. is key and putting them in a place where you're likely to see them is also key. As oh, long I, as I there's agree. not a bajillion other things. I, I, I do absolutely agree it. with that. I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it may so be if it's you in your that. journal, but you know, if it's in your journal, you got to find ways to go back to it from time to time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I always feel like, I think a lot of the examples you gave are really awesome. And I, I think always having one prayer centered goal coming out of retreat to add to your prayer life. Um, I feel like so many, yeah, at I, least and I, I, I don't think I said it had to be a prayer centered. Goal. No, I'm saying, oh, okay. I think you should, should have sure, one of them sure, be okay. kind of prayer centered. I just think about my life as a student and my, my prayer life is not, what it is now mm -hmm. and um i mean that's that's okay that's where i was at the time but right. i i just don't think i was as uh strategic and intentional about and i growing still hired that. you I, that's that's the miracle that's of the miracle of it the century i saw a spiritual giant <laughs> i saw claire of assisi in you somewhere oh my goodness you're that? gonna make me cry well that would be great <laughs> Okay, well, now I feel like I need to go on a retreat. Do you, you think do. you could send me to Assisi again? Maybe. Or the Holy Land. Haven't been there yet. It depends on how nice you are to me. Oh, okay. If you treat me well, maybe we might. <laughs> well, thanks, Father Mike. Wait, no. Yeah, I just, I, I have a little more. I have to oh, say. you do? Please do. share. Well, share. I was thinking, like, you know, everybody's listening and maybe saying to themselves, I don't even know where to find a retreat. Oh. You know? You think some people might be thinking about that? I do. I, mm. I, I think you know bill and betty regular you know churchgoer <laughs> bill and betty out there we've got some answers a, for that's you that's not a full last name mm -hmm. regular churchgoer but mm -hmm. you know that they might not know where to go first of all every area of the country there are retreat houses and retreat centers mm -hmm. um, catholic retreat houses all over the place that offer programs that you can plug into but here's my best story I once met a guy who was asking me to um, to run a couples retreat. Mm -hmm. This was in the Baltimore area, uh, and the, Frank Elion, wonderful guy. And here's how it started: he and his wife and 
a number of their uh, couple friends, mm -hmm. you know, so friends who were, were married. It's like four or five of them. They're having dinner together one night. And they, you know, were engaged in their parishes and what have you. And the topic came up. They said, you know what we should do one weekend is we should just, uh, these five couples, we should just go away for a weekend retreat. Mm. And yeah, okay, great. And, and so they talked about it, talk, and they finally picked a weekend. They went to a retreat house, and they had this retreat. Well, like thirty-five years later, <laughs> these couple retreats had blossomed into six different weekends wow. with thirty couples a weekend. Thirty couples. Thirty each couples weekend? a weekend. Wow. Can you imagine that? So just and it by started from a group of friends. Just a, a group of friends who said yeah. we should take some time away. Yeah, I mean, I think to me that's mm -hmm. that says where there's a will, there's a way, mm -hmm. and and so you don't ha necessarily have to go out and find the mm -hmm. best retreat, but like we started saying, mm -hmm. maybe it's who I'm retreating with. Yeah, yeah, and so find some people that you think might be open to it, and okay, let's let's take an evening where we go to the quarry or we go to you know the park or an overnight when we go to some retreat house mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i just think there's there's greater possibility it doesn't have to be you know with you know bells and whistles and smoke and incense and yeah yeah and there is a richness to creating that right. like you guys did that yeah that's right? true yeah yeah uh, a group of um my own classmates from the Catholic Center and like a couple years above, a couple years below we did. There was about eight to 10 of us who got together uh, out in the mountains and we each kind of took ownership of a different little part of the retreat. And it, it was actually really awesome. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, that just the initiative mm -hmm. makes me feel yeah. so good mm -hmm. you know, that y'all did that. And, you know, anybody can do what you guys did. It's true. So get out there, listeners. Go make, on retreat. Make a retreat. <laughs> get out there on now. retreat and tell us all about yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm yeah. -hmm. We could have done like worse retreat stories. We could have sent out something or. I don't think I've really had any really bad yeah, retreat good. stories. That's good. I don't want to hear them anyway. So. <laughs> Great retreat stories. I saw Jesus. But yeah, you don't have to find the perfect retreat um, and you can you can make it on your own. Um and if you ever, you know, for our listeners that are out there in different cities and you're not sure, like, well, what should I put on my retreat? If my friends want to get this, get this going, email us. I would be right. happy to right. share with you, like, what my group of friends did, what Father Mike's, you know, what he knows his friends do or he does with his buddies. Um, we'd be happy to share some of that with you. You know, it's interesting. I have that group of guys from high school yeah. that we get together for a golf weekend. Mm -hmm. And some of the guys on that weekend admit that that weekend for them is like a retreat yeah just because of the conversation the prayer the yeah just the honesty and and yeah and it better be a retreat because we're such bad <laughs> bad, bad golfers, golfers. <laughs> 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 it better be something than that, so. wonderful well thank you father mike thank you Emma. really awesome retreat insights yeah well and thank you guys all of our listeners for, um, hope you enjoyed this latest episode. We, um, appreciate any time you email us with your thoughts, questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. We thrive on it. And many of these episodes have come from listener suggestions. Exactly. 
So feel free to email me anytime at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Emma. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats. Testing, testing. Let's talk about retreats. Yeah, baby. Was that recorded? <laughs> God, I hope not.